Hi Gail, hi John, Richard and Claire here again, October 18th, episode number 9. Okay, so it's been a bit longer between this and the last episode, apologies for that. Uh, so yeah, bit of a list. Uh, so I'll start off with something that's not on the list because I've just, Claire's just reminded me about it. Um, Francie had a message from the orphanage a couple of days ago uh, from Nicken, who is the sponsor um, liaison, uh, nice lady, um, saying that Nikki, uh, Francie's ex-sponsor, is planning a trip to Bali next year and has asked about coming to the orphanage between January the 10th and 12th to visit and obviously would very much like to meet Francie. Um, so he, Francie received that message and then came to us um, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Basically, um, he really, really, really wants to meet Nikki. Really wants to meet Nikki, but he really, 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 really doesn't want to go to the orphanage uh, to meet her. So I just wondered, first of all, really, just to let you know that that's happening, which is wonderful, absolutely wonderful that Nikki and Francie are going to meet. That's just fantastic, um, and he's super excited about that. But whether, just to ask you whether you knew about it already, whether Nikki's been in touch, um, and also that um, having, you know, not tried to get, uh, ask Francie in, in like a leading way, because we, we, we knew pretty much what his answer would be. I mean, he said at the moment that yes, he will come to the panty to meet her. Um, and then Claire asked, look, you know, you're looking forward to meeting Nikki? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're going to go to the panty to meet her and his head just dropped and his shoulders and he shrugged his shoulders and said I don't know I don't know um, so uh, and then when we asked you know well maybe we can talk to Gail or talk to Nikki and see whether we can meet outside and his eyes lit up and he was yeah, yeah, yeah. super excited so it's you know we didn't we deliberately we made sure that we didn't lead the question you know, and lead him into the answer that we thought was coming, um, you know, and asked him in a very positive way about going to the orphanage and meeting her, and, you know, his body language said it all. So um, I'm sure if I'm sure if he had to, he would go, because he really wants to meet Nikki, and that's the most important thing, but it will... It just looks like it's really going to hurt um, to have to go in there and, you know, he'd have to be nicey-nicey with Sari and all that, and, yeah, anyway. So we just just... Just wondered if you if you'd been in contact with Nikki and had any more information about it. So that's that. Okay, right. On to the list. Um, so the biggest news of the week is that the Kartu Kalawarga, the family certificate original that Francie needs as the final piece to put the application in for his passport, is now in his possession. I've seen it with my own eyes. It's here. So Tina's friend came over on the boat and she brought it and he met Tina and he picked it up and now he has it. So we were going to go on Monday, I think, this coming Monday to immigration again and, and do it. But I have a feeling that um, his roster's changed slightly and he, I think he's got Saturday, Sunday off again. So he's not available Monday. So it'll be another week. Um, but we're still only looking like third week of October. Still plenty of time. To do it. I think that the turnaround once the application is in is about a week. Um, so there's time for that. So that's the next hurdle. 
then I suppose the hurdle after that would then be to talk to work about whether he's actually going to be able to get time off over that period and should that come back positively then the next thing the next hurdle is a visa all Indonesian citizens traveling to Australia no matter how short the stay must have a visa there's a price to pay for it of course um, but yeah I've looked online and the, and the, the application form is uh, it's a few pages usual stuff though um, I think just just sort of you know have giving the guarantee that if he comes to Australia and enters the country he's going to leave when he says he's going to leave that's obviously Australia's priority is that they don't want people turning up and then just not going um, and it seems to be I think it, I think it's pretty much the case for all Southeast Asian countries um, visiting countries like Australia it's not just Australia I think it's Europe and America as well um, so even if you're going for like four days, three days, four days, five days, whatever it is that we end up doing, <clears throat> um, he's still going to need a visa. So, But yeah, on the plus side of that, um, Melfi and Nutri are, have both just got their passports. And are, I know that Melfi certainly is in the process of applying for his visa because he's going to stay with his sponsor at Christmas, I think, for 12 days in Adelaide. Um, so he's already submitted the application and he told us where he did that. Um, so, yeah, we've got something to follow. So I would imagine by the time, by the, certainly before before Francie gets his passport, Melfi will have his visa. That's what we're hoping. And then we can talk to him and Nutri if she's going through it as well, just to find out, you know, what he had to do. Because um, we saw a photograph of Melfi at the application centre filling out his form he sent that through so we know that he actually sat down and did it and it's not like somebody else did it all for him and he's just sitting there he's actually been involved in it so hopefully he'll be able to give us an insight and uh, a bit more of a clue as to as to how it's all done but you know it I think there's there's bits on there about you know how are you funding it now I know whether we can Claire and I can act as guarantors saying that you know we're we're financially uh, responsible for him during his stay or whether perhaps you'll need an, an Australian resident to be responsible for him during his stay we're not really sure so um, anyway we'll let you know on that as it unfolds but yeah the, the good news is that the uh, the certificate is now here in our possession in the safe uh, and we'll stay there until he gets the next Monday off because of course Saturday and Sunday is great to have the weekend off, but of course immigration is not open. So, yeah, stuck until he gets a Monday off, which we're hoping will be a, meet, a week Monday, which would be, I think it's the 28th of October. Yeah, excellent. Okay, right, so, Francie's boxing. Um, again, can't remember whether we've mentioned to you or not that he was approached regarding the boxing. I think we did. Um, <clears throat> to help out with the the boxing sessions twice a week, Mondays and Wednesdays. And so last Friday, not a Monday and Wednesday, last Friday, uh, he was invited to go and help. Was that? No, Wednesday he went to help, didn't he? Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday he went to help. I think there was only a couple of people there. 
Um, but he met the guy Bo, who's this, who's the director of the Finns Beach Club. So, um, uh, Boule, Bo. Ah, yes, of course, yeah, because we played you the recording, didn't we? That's right. He met Bo. Yeah, yeah. There we are. Right. So he went. Then he was asked to come back on the Friday then by Bo to to have another little go. Um, but that was, I think, an impromptu session, and Bo particularly wanting. Francie to teach him, I think, <laughs> on the kickboxing boxing side of things. So anyway, Francie finished work at six and then had this six till seven session with Bo on the Friday. No show Bo. Bo didn't show. Um, probably just forgot. And doesn't look like he put the feelers out to anyone else either. So Francie was the only one there. But Nicholas um, came along as well and then just said, look, I'm really sorry. It's obviously, it's not happened the way it should have. But don't worry, if you want to, Francie, if you want to train, for a bit in the room you can, no problem, just carry on. Um, and then of course Katie was there as well because she'd finished work and she'd come along to come and sit and watch him. So she was there and Nicola said, oh, two of you go in, do, do some training if you want to. So they went in um, and did some some of the boxing sparring training, you know, with the, the, the mitts and the gloves and the, the left, right, left uppercut and then spin kick and, you know, they've done it. Loads of times, you know, the, when Fran when Katie was was doing the the boxing with Francie regularly, this is what they did. So they looked, um, you know, they looked very professional, very good. You know, it looked it wasn't it didn't look like they were just ad libbing and mucking around. They they both knew exactly where each other were going to be and what was going to happen. And it was yeah, it was really impressive. And uh, I think Nicholas got to see a bit of it, and he was impressed as well. And our friend Martin, who does the basketball, because we just come up from the basketball because it was Friday. So all the girls were there as well watching and uh, lots of oohs and ahs and gasps at um, you know how good Katie was at it as well but also then when Francie was doing the stuff on his own just just how spectacular it is it makes you realize just how far on he is it with this whole kickboxing thing compared to your average person who does it just for fitness you know he's he looks like the finished article it's really really impressive so that's going to be good so he went back then on the Monday um, and there were five people in the class, um, and he's just the assistant along with this guy, Bo. And then he went back yesterday, Wednesday, again for the next session. And the reason they called him in in the first place was because the... the I don't, Bo isn't the, the standard boxing coach. He just used to box before when he was younger, and he's keen to get back involved. So there's another guy, trainer, that was not very well last week, who's now better and back, and his name is Bo. Bizarre. But it's B-O-H, so it's it's Bo, as they say over here. The, the, the pronunciation of the H is very important. Um, so his name's Bo, and uh, he's from Vietnam. So he and Francie got on very well, and uh, our first question was, all right, so now he's back, what's happening with you then? He said, no, no, they still want, he still wants me there as his assistant, so it's, it's, this is, you know, this is a done deal. So Francie's in with that. <clears throat> and we'll continue. So I think there were another five there again yesterday, and he enjoyed it. And he's you know finding his feet, and he's chatting with Bo as well. Bo is a boxer; he's not a kickboxer. So again, there's there's scope for diversity, and Bo is very interested in taking Francie on and also learning from Francie, as Francie will learn from him too. So all good. Yeah. So last Friday was uh, basketball, and uh, it links in with that Friday boxing session. Uh, 
So Rianne won the, the Basketball Cup this week, scoring the most hoops, all in the quickest um, time. Um, then they had a game, as they usually do, and uh, Esther was on form, um, very vocal, very happy. And the, when the teams are selected, um, I think it was like five a side, I think, or maybe six, I can't remember how many kids were there this time. And, um, oh, oh, it's circular saw day today with the construction outside. Uh, so we find, you know, there's some bibs stored away in the, in the cupboard there. So we get the bibs out and they always, they're very small, so I don't quite know what they are, but I, they, either, they either try and put them on or they put them around their wrists or they wear them as bandanas. So at least you can distinguish between the two teams. Anyway, one team had yellow bibs on Friday. The other team just didn't have bibs at all. But Esto was on the other team and he had a, a, a long sleeve t-shirt on, black sleeves, but yellow body. But he was not on the yellow team. Um, which was all fine, apart from the fact that he, he cottoned on that if he called to the yellow team for the ball, um, in the heat of the moment, they would pass it to him because they just saw yellow and heard somebody call. So they kept passing it to him, so he was regaining possession for his team. Um, not that he could do much with it when he got it, mind, because he was almost in, in half just cackling with laughter about the fact that he managed to dupe them so many times. And when he's, when he's laughing, he, he has like a laughing fit. And I mean, sometimes he's not even breathing. His eyes are shut, his mouth is open. Um, and he's, you know, he's doubled up because he just, he's just gone, which is really, really great to see. So we had, we had some good fun with that. Uh, and then following that, obviously, the, the, the kids all went up to, to watch Francie, um, well, end up watching Francie and Katie doing a bit of sparring. But next door to that, there's a, there's a dance studio. Um, and we'd, we'd inquired before about um, the JSA at Finns, you know, that they have a dance section, which they do, but it's ballet. But a lot of the teenage girls in particular, plus Big Daniel, um, are very into, like, modern dance, you know, the hip-hop and stuff. And you see these kids on these talent shows, you know, dance groups doing all these super-fast moves and flips and spins and, um, yeah, all that sort of stuff. And the girls are really into that. Um, but we'd sort of just not been able to find anywhere that would link up with the logistical side of stuff that could get these girls to to a dance class. In the meantime, it turns out they're all into basketball too, so they've all ended up doing basketball, which is great. So at least they're getting out doing something. But as a result now, this dance studio next door, there was a dance class going on there, which was a contemporary dance class. But it's, a, it's an outside private thing run by a girl called Claire. Um, and so the girls were watching that, you know. And they were doing the moves that, you know, the girls are into and stuff. Um, they were pretty good at it. Um, but I, I think our girls could fit in quite easily and pick up, you know, um, quite easily. But anyway, th that was that. So off we went to the car park um, to have some bananas and some water before the kids headed off back to the orphanage. And the girls and this instructor came out at the same time and approached us and said, oh, are you with the... The orphanage kids, yeah. Um, I said, oh, I know, you know, I noticed that they were watching. Um, if any of them are interested in joining, tell them that they can, they can just, you know, just join any time. And I'm pretty sure that it's free as well. Um, so of course, then we explained to the girls who were there: it's Natasha, Dina, uh, Lilis, Sarah, even Dea. It's five of them, I think. Um, and you know, sort of. They were there and they heard it and explained it and they just were squealing with excitement.
jumping up and down. So it's not going to happen this Friday because it's holiday this week for Finns. Um, so there's no JSA this week. But the week Friday, it's 5.30 till 6.30. So basketball is 4 till 5.30-ish. Um, so the girls can do the basketball and then they can hop up and do an hour of dance. I don't... You know, I think they've got the energy to do it, but they've certainly got the motivation, so I'm sure it'll be fine. We'll just keep them topped up with water, uh, keep them hydrated, and uh, and we'll see how it goes. I don't think the dance class is too intense. I mean, the kids, I think our kid, our kids would be the probably the oldest ones in the class anyway. So it's not uh, it's nothing major, but they're they're super super excited about that. So yeah, good one. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Okay. So. Um, yeah, Kate's managed to get a few things sorted out at work as far as the downtime is concerned, these big long breaks between um, her classes. Um, she was just hanging around, you know, sitting and, well, what looks like playing on her phone. But of course, she's doing this Instagram stuff, which is this social media stuff, and she's doing stuff for the project on the project Instagram, Facebook and all that. Um, but she was very aware of people just going past and seeing her sat there for hours, just apparently playing on her phone. Anyway, she's had it confirmed now by this other guy, this bit of a let, bit of a wet towel, wet blanket, uh, Liam, who apparently now uh, has told people that he is the, like the head of the gymnastics thing there, past gym, and that he's confirmed to Kate that I think between twelve and two thirty every day she can leave. Um, so we've been looking for uh, suitable uh, internet ca or cafes with it with good Wi-Fi and air conditioning as close to the gym as we can find so for her to go and sit on her, on her phone and then obviously she'll have to buy something so we're trying to find somewhere with a drink that's cheap enough um, for her to do it every day um, yeah so at the moment it looks like Starbucks is the best bet which isn't particularly cheap but surprisingly it's it's, it's the one with aircon that's at the moment has the cheapest drink available to her. So, um, yeah, she's going to try that. And then also, I think, other times she can go to another, like the baby's room or something, and um, sit in there while they're all napping, and she can sit in the corner, you know, doing all this Instagram stuff, because it's going to become quite involved. Um, we had a meeting with Martin, again, basketball guy who's this online entrepreneur, um, to talk about how she can build up this online presence um, but anonymously so nobody knows that it's her um, and uh, set up this automation system so that she can get more and more followers and more and more likes which attracts companies then in certain genres niches to um, use her for advertising and that's and that's where the money comes in pay-per-click and stuff like that and commission for giving like shout outs or, or you know name dropping the companies on posts knowing that x amount of hundred thousand people are going to see it and obviously that improves their chances of buying something so then it's all linked up via the world wide web with special links and codes and things that if somebody buys something if it's come as a result of them clicking on her page she'll get money for it and yeah as far as how it actually works i'm still in the dark really but um I am hoping to try and pick it up at some point because Kate seems to know what it's all about because um, I think that that would be a good idea for Claire and I to, to have a go at as well, you know, earning what they call passive income, um, 
which doesn't breach any laws here and gives us um, longevity, hopefully. So, we'll, yeah, anyway, so that's good. So she's got it. It's not in writing, but it's she's got it from the boss's mouth, if you like. So if there's any comeback, she can quite she's quite within her rights to say to to the manager of the bosses or whatever. Look, that's what I was told I could do, so I just did what I was told I could do. If it's not the case, then just tell me otherwise. But you know, anyway, there won't be a problem with it. It's all fine. So she's very happy about that. Uh, she's been off to diving this week. I'm jumping ahead now, and I doesn't matter. Uh, off to diving this week because uh, she's off this week because it's school holidays so there's no classes there at the gym um, she did diving on mm, Tuesday can't remember Monday or Tuesday um, off up to Ahmed which is quite far north um, so it's, a, it's quite a trek in the bus but it's a, nice, it's a lovely little mini bus and it's got air conditioning and you know, that's fine um, she slept all the way up slept all the way back uh, went diving, uh, just her and the instructor. Um, she says the best one yet. Um, she, she hadn't been to this particular dive spot before, hadn't gone quite that far before. Um, Ahmed is apparently very well known for, for scuba diving, or what they call free diving, which is when you just have a mask on and you hold your breath and dive down. Crazy. Um, but she's doing it with the tank, obviously, scuba. Um, Beautiful, she said. Saw lots of uh, shoals of stingrays. Something oh, I can't remember what she called them. No, something, something stingray, blue something. Um, and then um, she, the, the instructor tapped her on the shoulder and told her to look up. And directly above them was this whopping great big turtle, just ambling along, gently. And she said she just transfixed. She couldn't take her eyes off it. Uh, best thing she's ever seen. She said she was so excited. And now she's obsessed with turtles. Um, can't wait to go back and see them again. Um, which ties in quite nicely because Martin, this French guy, basketball coach, um, he's bought land in Sumba. Uh, and he's bought some land with its own beach. And he's done that um, with a view of setting up like a turtle, turtle sanctuary, I suppose, turtle base, where um, the idea is that the turtles can come up onto the beach undisturbed by humans, lay their eggs, uh, and then you know the eggs hatch and then the little ones all run off scamper down to the beach um, so that's why he's done that so Katie's you know she, she just wants to go there now and see that and be involved in that so that'll be lovely so and we've asked her and he said yeah you know anytime you want to go just just let me know and we'll go so you know next time we can work out when the two of them can get to Sumba um, I'm sure they'll want to do that Right, so so we on Saturday morning um, we visited um, MTC. It's called the Matahari Turbit Centre. Matahari Turbit means sunrise, um, and this is a little organisation set up to help kids with cerebral palsy and to help the families, you know, learn more about it and, and adapt to life with it as well. Um, they seem to meet once every Saturday, 9 till 12, um, and it's next door. They've got a, a little place next door to the Sunrise School, which is in Karabakan. We know where that is. We've been there before. Um, so we went along to another place in Petit Tenget where they were. It was uh, Saturday was National Cerebral Palsy Day. It just happened to be. Claire put the inquiry into them um, from a contact, one of the mums at gymnastics in Finns. She sits there chatting with them, and they'd said about this this because obviously you know, she talks to them about ESTO 
um, and she said, oh, check them out, you know, so we, we messaged and, and she said, yeah, come along and see us, we're all going to be down there in the morning, so we went down, of course, got there just as they were about to leave, but we had a chat with the lady, Nana, um, who's, who was very happy to, to, for us to, to come and join and help. Um, they do arts and crafts, basic English and maths, um, playing, and uh, also some swimming, some hydrotherapy. There's a, there's a small pool there apparently. So she said, look, you, you're very welcome to come along and join in uh, with that. So we're going to go this Saturday uh, and just, just check it out, join, meet some people, chat, have a look at what they're up to, not make any kind of promises, um, and just assess the situation and see what, what they might need help with. Um, you, you know, we're, we're not interested in handing money over, um, but we're, you know, it, we're certainly happy to um, expand uh, the, J, the Jack Price Project's reach and help an organisation like this, which I think was set up by a Boule lady whose kid was at, or whose kid is or was at the Sunrise School with cerebral palsy, and then obviously, as a result, got to hear about many, many other families in the same position in Bali or in Denpasar area and got this thing going so uh, yeah very very interested in having a look at that and hopefully we can add it to uh, to what we do and that's again that that sort of gets Saturdays sorted for Claire as well because you know she, she really wants and needs to do something every day so uh, Saturday is the day that, that nothing happens and she struggles. I don't struggle so much. I, I'm happy to just sit and wallow around and you know, just be moody and, and all that. Um, but she needs to she needs to get up and do something. So this could this could fill that gap for her, and of course, you know, help some some people out at the same time. So I really hope that that works out, uh, and we'll we'll keep you posted. So that's this Saturday, nine till twelve. Uh, Right. Sunday, um, we visited. There was a vegan festival in Changu. Woohoo! Hmm. Katie wanted to go, so we had a look around. Little, little sort of mini little markety type festival thing. Very nice. Got a French guy doing yoga. Um, <laughs> tanned old French guy with long hair, tied back. Um, it's as it's as stereotypical as it gets, to be honest. <laughs> oh dear! But there we are. Everyone seemed to be happy and enjoying themselves. Uh, so, Kitty had a good look around with with uh, Claire. Uh, I sat at a table and watched them looking around. Uh, just yeah, just not in the mood. Uh, Francie sort of followed as well, <laughs> doing his best to look interested. <laughs> Uh, and then they, she, Katie decided then on some vegan macaroni and cheese, um, which I don't know if I tasted it or not. I think I did. It was all right. Yeah, it was all right. Not a pasta fan anyway, but um, Katie seemed to enjoy it. Um, she managed to persuade Francie to try it, and <laughs> he was not a fan. And I've, I'll send you a photo to prove it. But um, yeah, all done in good, good humour. Uh, yeah, so, and then off to, because um, Katie and Francie were both off on Sunday, so we all headed off then over to Sanur to meet Neil at KFC after church, so he's in good spirits, um, still staying where he is at that place, and 
chatting to him a bit further about this time off situation because he really wants he really wants a Sunday off, um, and he gets this four hours on a Sunday to come to church and meet us and stuff. So I asked him about because there's there's two other guys working there, um, involved in the gardening and the maintenance general stuff, same as him, and they both get a full day off. One gets a Saturday, one gets a Friday. So I said, but you only get a Sunday. And it, it from what I gather, Neil's only asked the boss for time off to go to church. So the boss gave it to him. So I said, well, why, you know, if you're working 5 a.m. till midday on a Sunday, uh, sorry, 5 till 9, no, it must be 5 till, 5 till 10. You're working 5 till 10 on a Sunday morning, and then he has 10 till 2 off, and then restarts at 2 and works till 5 on a Sunday. I said, well, why don't you even just ask your boss if you finish at 10 for the day? At least then you can come to church, you can meet us, and you can do something. You know, we'll go, to the, go to the movies or something. You know, it's 50,000 to watch a film. Um, and he can afford that. Even if he does it just once a month, he can still afford it. But he can get out and he can do something. And he said, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm going to ask. And then he said, actually, I'm going to ask for the whole day. <laughs> yeah, ask for the whole day. So, fingers crossed, he's going to do it. Uh, I think he's got the courage to do it. And, I, and his boss is probably going to say yes. So, hopefully he's going to get this day off, which is great news. Um, and then he's talking about a bike. Um... He only needs a bike for the one day, really. But he did start talking about he's he's thinking about maybe buying a bike on credit, um, which would be a three-year plan, buying a new bike, and then uh, paying it off. Three years, it has to be paid off. That's the deal. But with an option to, if he's got more money, he can put more money in and pay it off sooner. Um, and then, with a view to then once it's bought and paid for, he'll take it back to Sumba. Uh, and I know it, in some certainly during the, the downtimes, um, for for him outside the the rice season or the rainy season, um, he he works at in the family shop, which is still going quite well. He said, but also he does lots of like gojek type stuff. He'll 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 run people into town and back, or he'll run people to Wangapu and back on his bike. And his bike it works, but it's you know it's one of these. Satanga motors, like it's a half a bike, you know. Um, so if he had a new bike, um, he would certainly, I think, be in a lot more demand because he's the one that can give them a comfortable ride, especially if it's an hour and a half to Wangapu. Uh, and also then you're talking about well, Tarimban, which is the a beautiful beach, um, which is, I think, about an hour and a half away from them because the roads are much better now. And the road from Lewa, Tanarara, to Tarimban is, is, is a good road all the way. So he could get there in an hour and a half, and then he could be, you know, he could be renting the bike out, um, you know, to to Boulay down there. There's lots of tourists down there, um, and he sort of, you know, seemed interested in that as well. So, you know, there's all sorts of openings there for him if he could get a bike. Shame that he has to buy it on credit, because obviously you pay so much more for it. But not sure whether um, Claire, you know, wondered whether whether we, we could buy the bike for him and then he pays us back. But the problem with that, the dilemma with that for me, I think, is that uh, one, obviously, it's, it's, it's a risk for us to take. And, um, you know, say, you know, say for he's called back to, to, to Sumba for, you know, maybe my dad aren't well or something, or 
uh, or they desperately need help in the rice fields and, and he has to go and then he's not working and then that stops. What, what happens then? Um, and also then he would then feel under pressure as well in the same way that I owe Claire and Richard this money for this bike and now I have to go back and I can't pay it, what am I going to do? So it, whether it's just too much pressure, I don't know. But we, we certainly haven't said anything to him. Um, but we'll just see how, you know, see how that sort of idea of his develops and what he has planned. But he's got these plans. But he's also, um, he's also keen to work so that he can help his brother Frankie, who is in university in Yogya. Um, so he's been putting a bit of money Frankie's way um, since he's been working as well. So uh, he's very good. I said, well, you know, if you have... If you have to go back in December to start helping in the rice fields, you know what are you going to do? You say, well, I want to stay because I want to help Frankie. So that's his priority, um, and I would I would say that's the family's priority as well because obviously the family, you know, the brothers and sisters are all, you know, the working ones are all chipping in to help out, and mum and dad from what they're earning in Sumba all keep you know getting Frankie Frankie through this university thing. I think so another two years left. Not quite sure what he's doing now, I've forgotten. Um, it would be priority for the family because the money that Neil can put Frankie's way for university is going to be always going to be more than the family can put his way from Sumba, especially if Neil's not there. Maybe they have to hire a guy to do Neil's job for the rice. That's still going to be cheaper than the money that Neil is throwing at Frankie. So, um, I, yeah, hopefully they'll understand that, because he's on to something at the moment. He's motivated and he's got he's got goals and you know, yeah, he needs to keep that up. But yeah, he's in you know, great spirits, very happy, very chatty, very comfortable, relaxed with us. And then Melfi and Dwee also came as well because they just they've been to church and met him there, so they popped along for a for a milkshake. Uh, before heading back to the panty, and they're both doing well as well, so that was good. And we had a meeting, as I think I mentioned before, with Martin, the basketball guy, as well on Sunday, um, just for him to go through more of this process of social media and online earning for Kate, um, and that went very well, so all good there. Yeah, so this week is uh, holiday time for Finns, uh, the Changu Community School. They, they have a week's holiday international school. And Finns always goes by the Changu Community Schools calendar, so this week is no no sports activities. Um, but because the basketball on Friday isn't part of the JSA, it's just this freebie that the, the club of or Nicholas has given us. Checked with Nicholas, and he said, "Yeah, just just come Friday as usual. That the hall isn't being used, the school's on holiday anyway. Um, yeah, Philly boots. So we'll we'll go there again on Friday. But no no soccer and gymnastics this Tuesday or this Thursday." Um, because of that, so um, we did. Yeah. Uh, so Tuesday we didn't go there. So oh, we bought Claire bought a, a soup maker, um, which I'll take a picture of it. Um, which makes a darn good soup in the room. She just chops a bit of veg up, puts a bit of water in, and a bit of whatever else seasoning, whatever. Um, switch the button, and twenty minutes later. Two, two portions or three? three? Three decent portions of soup. So Katie and Claire are loving that. 
because um, of course my ideal fill only need to eat once a day um, is uh, just go to one of these nasty champur places and just you know you go along the the line of of terrines terrines uh, and choose what you want with some rice and just fill it up and like you know for a mountain of food and a drink I can get for less than two dollars job done for me but it doesn't work for Kate or, or Claire um, yeah I mean they're using all the same utensils to to dish out the meat and the veg <laughs> it just doesn't work Katie did it for a while last year at this what this place in Sunro which is just it doesn't get better than this for me this place um, but um, then one day she had some broccoli and uh, <laughs> She was just about to stab her fork into it on the plate and something crawled out of it and that was it. That was the end of that. <laughs> she, she hasn't been able to eat there again. So for Kate and Claire now, that's a, that's, that's a really good little find. And then Francie and me, are, you know, we're happy with the, with the, the bunkers or the, the rice. No problem. Uh, da, 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 so Jesse has ended. Yeah, so that's what we did Tuesday. Today, oh, Kate's, Kate's diving again today. Oh, she's doing um, her... She's done the, the basic, what they call open water part of the course. She's then done the advanced. And today she's doing the rescue. <laughs> the rescue part. Not sure whether that's in the sea or just in the pool at the centre. She's not sure. She's a bit nervous about it. But she's been chatting to some of the other people who've done it before. And they said, you won't fail. You won't fail. But um, there's talk of her having to do 400 metres swimming. And then float for how long. So it might well be in the sea, actually. Um... And she's a bit worried about that for a stammer and stuff. But I said, look, if you if if you fail, then just do it again. You've got you've got eighteen months yet, two years even, before you're going to be able to go off and use it anywhere. So just don't worry about it. So um, we'll find out later how that goes. Uh, vegan festival, JSA Termendi. So JSA starts next week. So uh, tomorrow, I think we're going to go in. I think I'm going to message Nicholas and say that we'll go in tomorrow at about two o'clock, a couple of hours before the basketball starts, to start filling out all the forms again for the for the accident waiver form, so that Finns can deny all responsibility if something happens, um, which will be like we'll fill out 25 forms, maybe 40 even once we've may have to fill out the forms for all the reserve kids as well, you know the ones that go if one of the the first choice kids aren't available. So we'll do that tomorrow, and then hand over the money, which is great. So that's where that's where your money's going, John and Gail. Thank you again for that, uh, and that'll that'll keep them going till uh, Christmas, uh, and then hope the GoFundMe is still live. So we'll you know we'll keep plugging away at that and see if we can build up more funds to take it through to terms three and four, which will then be up to the end of next June. So that's what's that's the aim. But at the moment we're we're sorted till the end of till till Christmas. So that's <clears throat> it's always the first priority is to get the next term done and dusted. So it is. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. So we 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 at the back of our uh, room. I think as we sent the photos already. It, it looks out over the rice fields. This little nice area of rice fields. Um, some flat and then some uh, tiered step down fields. And I think I mentioned before that when we looked at the villa, uh, we, when we looked at the room in beginning of August, a month before we were due to move, 
the place was just brown. It was just all soggy, dirty earth, um, which they'd obviously irrigated and were about to replant. Uh, when we came back a month later, it's just it was just green. You know, all the new rice starting to grow up. Um, so, in the last week or so, it's they've obviously. You know, we're we're learning on how it's the our balcony is like a, our own little YouTube channel of how to how to you know grow and cultivate rice. So um, they obviously uh, yeah it, the rice is grown up now and ready for cut. It was ready for cutting at the end of last week, uh, and then what obviously happened was that <coughs> the, whatever irrigation system they've got going on here, which is very clever to be honest, they obviously cut they obviously dam it they cut it off to allow the area to dry out um, so that they can then come in and cut and, and, uh, and harvest. So then in two days, four blokes, four guys, came in and cut the entire area, which you'll see uh, in January um, how big it is, um, cut it all, put it all through the machine to separate the, the wheat from the chaff sort of thing, bagged it up, Got rid of it, um, and and have got rid of all the the extra grass, and burnt out and start. And now they now they're just sort of gradually just burning burning sections of the whole place off, ready for the next time. It's incredible. Four guys, really really clever. So yeah, but um, if you look, I took took a picture which I'll send to you. And, you know, our balcony and our doors when they're open, it looks like a little sort of TV screen. <laughs> looking out onto uh, uh, howtogrowrice.com so yeah that's quite nice so we're looking forward now to the, the area being cleared because obviously they'll, I think they'll probably bring in like a petrol strimmer which I can understand we can understand now why Neil was looking to buy one to take back to Sumba because there's a large area of, of grass or rice grass I suppose now that needs to be cut and cleared and burnt otherwise you, you can't you can't sow the next lot um, and it's it's a lot of stuff. So you, you could get through it with a with a industrial strimmer quite quickly, and it's high, you know, because I didn't realise that the grass uh, the rice grows up to a certain height, which is probably I don't know maybe two feet, but they only cut the first foot off. So you know, there's a lot of stuff there that needs to be cleared. So that's yeah, that's where that strimmer would come in. Um, YouTube channel. So then Monday gone then. Uh, swimming with Esto. Very noisy session this week. Um, I don't know, just the right, the right number of kids. Esto did his little session first. The girls that we were hoping would come, the new Belgian interns, didn't come. Um, but I did get a message from Dodic in the morning, um, last minute, um, to say, just to let you know, Richard, that the Belgians are off this week. They have a week's holiday. They'll be back next week. So there was no sort of, they'll be back next week uh, and be ready to start the swimming coaching. It was just they'll be back next week. So I replied saying, "That's absolutely fine, Doric. Thank you so much. Um, they can start next week. We're really looking forward to it. The kids will be so excited." Blah blah blah. We got nothing back after that. So there's still no absolute confirmation that they're going to do it. But it's looking pretty good. Uh, um, and no no intervention from Alison at this point. No need really because. It, look, it appears to be all going on because she gets copied on these emails as well. So she will see them at some point when she's uh, back in Blighty. Um, so if, if something doesn't happen on next Monday, 
for whatever reason, then I, I can follow up with an email saying what's going on. And then I would hope that at that point, then Alison will intervene and say, yeah, what's going on? Uh, why aren't the girls going? But hopefully it won't come to that. Uh, yeah, the great times. So um, Amber was on the list, so she came and she had, she's got an, uh, an English-speaking uh, presentation to do as a project for school. So talking about the um, advantages and disadvantages of social media. Um, so, which was great. So, she sat down and wrote out a, a whole piece to, to, to stand up and present. Um, she wrote that out with, with Claire's help and went through it and then she sat with me then and, and rehearsed it and certain words just stop her and make sure that she had fully understands what these words are and what they mean. Some of them were new, but there's nothing wrong with that. And then sort of doing a translation on some of them and showing her the Indonesian version of that word and then, ah, yeah, 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 I, ended, I know, I know, yeah. So that was great. So I think she'll do really well because uh, she's 13. I think she's 13. Um, and her English is already fantastic. So she'll, she'll be absolutely fine. Uh, <clears throat> and we also, because last week we put the, 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 the cards that the kids make there, we put a little box there that we'd shown you before. We actually got that on the counter last week, but the manager wasn't there. So this Monday we went, we were there again and just checked with him that it was all okay and yeah, no problem, carry on. So that's good. And then on Wednesday before yoga, yeah. Um, we, we there's a great little um, like Mexican Indonesian little warung in Sanur, run by a, a really nice lady called Rian, uh, and she, she does these amazing burritos and tacos and stuff like that. Uh, for the likes of you and me, John, um, a starter, we'd need two. But for Claire and Kate, um, she do veggie and vegan burritos, and they are absolutely gorgeous. So we go there, and she's just moved to a, a much nicer spot, getting lots of customers through, regular customers. Every time we're in there, the people in there as well, they all know her. Um, so that's really good. And she's, um, forgot to take a photograph, but she's she's taken a, a box of cards as well. Uh, and they're prominently displayed in her little war room there, and she's very happy to, to help out with that. So that's two. Uh, and then off down to yoga to Power of Now Oasis with Chris. And he's taken two. Very happy to do it. So they because they've got a big, quite a big area there. So there's and there's two sections to it now. So um, he said, "Yeah, great, carry on." He said, "I can't promise anything." And we said, "No, no, it's not about that. It's about just having them there. The kids made them, and the money's going to go to the kids." Um, and he said, "No worries. Put them there. Let's see what happens. Happy to help." So that was really good news. So, do, 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 do. so the, um, I had to, yeah, I had to bribe the ki um, five of the kids to go and do yoga. Again, the older girls, Kitup, Sharon, Dea, uh, Sarah, <coughs> they had a meeting, a meeting to do with school or something um, at the orphanage, so they couldn't come. So, a bit thin on the ground. Of course, I think there were still 18, nine, 18 kids there. But they were all younger kids who don't want to do yoga. Um, so I managed to persuade Rainer, who has got ants in his pants 24-7, um, 
very fidgety and Katie went up and did it as well because she was off and she said he was a nightmare but he's just such a lovely nightmare um, you just can't you can't get angry or get cross with him because he, he just can't help himself he just can't stop moving and always happy um, so Raina did it Diva did it um, Angelina Jessica Raina Diva Angelina, Angelina Jessica and one more one more one more Radit, Radit went in on the promise that when Claire went off to get the corn, <coughs> she would buy them a, this little 1,000 rupee uh, chocolate wafer pack each as a reward for doing yoga, which they were extremely happy with, and got the backs up of the other kids when they came out at the end of a handed these. And I made a point of saying they got these wafers because... Oh, who's that? They got these wafers because uh, they were good enough to go in and do yoga so that you guys can play on the beach. Because if nobody does yoga, nobody can play on the beach. So, oh, okay, okay. And I made a list now, so of course next week they're all saying, uh, me, I, I'll do yoga next week, me, do, me, I'll do yoga next week, yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's good. Yeah. And we've agreed with the younger ones, basically, if they come, it's a, it's a week, week on, week off. One week do yoga, next week they play on the beach, next week they do yoga, blah, blah. So that's fine. Uh, um, then, yeah, Raven decided to um, allow himself to get buried in the sand uh, on the beach, and they made a, uh, a beautiful display of sand and seaweed all over him, and he was quite happy just to sit there, and literally only his face showing, <coughs> and then it developed then into them putting a pair of boobs on him. <laughs> And then um, a big tummy to show he was pregnant as well. So it was all, all good fun. Uh, and they really enjoyed that. And Claire went off with the kids to get the corn as usual. And that was all, that was all fine. Uh, then after that, then we headed up to back to Seminyak. There's, I think we might have mentioned it before, there's a, there's a nice little vegan-y type. Is it, is it all vegan? Yeah, vegan cafe called Divine Earth at the top of the road in Seminyak. <clears throat> and um, they've got a little movie theatre theater upstairs, so if you buy something, you can go and watch a free movie. So last night was Mamma Mia 2, um, which is actually pretty good, to be fair. So um, after Francie met us there after his boxing training, after work, and the movie started at 8, and we had... Claire had the veggie tacos, Katie had... Oh, uh, vegan sushi vegan tacos, vegan sushi, Francie had already eaten and had some popcorn and I had a, an apple granola, an apple something dessert little thing as well. And we watched the movie and it was us four and one, two, three, four other people. So real sort of little private show in, really nice. We've been there before. Um, yeah, it was good. So enjoyed that and then back home and straight to, uh, straight to bed <coughs> last night. So the final thing then on this episode, I'm dreading to think how long this has gone on for. Uh, a friend of Katie's and, and the friend's brother arrived today from, from Swansea. Um, her name is Amy and her brother is Morgan. And Amy, in, in um, I'm sure it's not just, it doesn't just happen with us. In primary school, there's the infants and the junior section of primary school. And when Katie was in primary school, um, in the infants, um, the top junior, 
class in the in the junior part of the primary school, so the last class before comprehensive, um, they're assigned uh, a younger child <coughs> to to take on and look after and mentor, if you like, um, and it's called a buddy system. I'm sure you've heard of it. So anyway, um, Amy was Katie's buddy. So this is going back ten years, but they 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 hit it off really well. They they were good good friends and remained friends throughout and have um, haven't been in touch in the last few years for obvious reasons we left and, and Jack and all that sort of thing but um, she's decided to embark on this trip and she's come to Bali with her brother Morgan who we know as well um, and uh, she wants to help out so she arrives today so we've said look you want to come Friday <coughs> um, and meet, the, meet some of the kids at basketball and, and join in with that they're both very sporty, and Amy's also very big on this contemporary dance stuff. So I think she is a, not professional, but she is like a, a proper dancer um, with a club or something in Swansea. So um, this Friday, obviously there's no dance class there anyway, but um, when we're in the back in the car park, after having the bananas and the water and just sort of generally chatting and the kids are still hyper and just you know mucking around and having a good time, and the driver's happy just to just to wait. He doesn't mind at all. Um, Amy's going to we're going to put some music, I think, on the phones and stuff. And uh, Amy's going to do some dancing with them for twenty minutes or so, and then maybe the week after that she can come along and join in with this dance class as well. So it's uh, yeah, it's all good. So Katie's really looking forward to, to meeting up with Amy. Uh, she's here. They're both of them here for three weeks, so I'm sure that they'll be a lot more involved with us and the kids as well while they're here. All good. Right. I think that's it. I think that's it. Whoa! Whoa! Nearly an hour. I do apologise. Maybe you'll have to listen to this one in two segments, although it's too late to tell you that now. <laughs> right, okay, so until the next time, best wishes and love to all of you over there. Hope everything's still going well. Looking forward to seeing you. And uh, yeah, if you, if you have any info on, on the thing with um, Nikki. And Francie, we'd we'd love to hear because um, you know we're all we're all super excited to meet her, you know. And uh, Francie in particular, obviously, wanted to express his gratitude for for what she's done for him for him for the last ten years, you know. And hopefully, she'll be super super proud of how just how you know fantastic he's turned out, onwards and upwards. Okay, right. Until the next time, lots of love. See you soon. <laughs>